Inside the Podcast. I've got two special guests here featured in episode one. You probably saw them a lot in the interviews, which they did a great job with, and in the weight room. They were really pumping up and getting big swole action. Uh, but I've got with me senior captains Erica Beal and Lily Miller, and they join us now on Inside the Podcast. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so it's game day here. You guys are getting ready to play Scotland. Um, are you guys starting to feel a little bit of that game day butterfly feeling of, oh, here we go, we get to play? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this whole week has been an exciting week. I think the first having two games this week is like, super exciting, and I think everyone's just ready to finally not like play ourselves and find some other competition, so it's exciting. You mean you're not tired of playing against Cakes <laughs> and Molly all the time? Yeah, and... no. No, love that, but it is fun to get some other competition in there just to see how we do. It'll be fun to see Petey brew someone other than our Yeah, players. other than myself or something. <laughs> so, and, and, and Erica Beal is here now. She goes by Bill, so if you hear me <laughs> use the term Bill. Where did, who started that nickname? Where's that come from? Bill came from Erica Breger my freshman year because that year we had three EBs. So it'd be Erica Beal, Emily Barton, and then Erica Breger. And we were like, okay, EB's not going to work for any of us. Erica's not going to work. So they were just like, all right, your last name's Beal, so let's just say Bill. So I was like, all right, I'm rolling with it. And then Erica Breger's like, everyone's call you Bill from here on out, like, till you leave college. And I was like, all right. And then it just picked up, and then I've gotten so many nicknames out of Bill, like, Billzilla, Giant Bill, all of the above. So Billy Bob. Yeah, it just rolls now. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Goes off the tongue, so you can't turn back. My, my favorite nickname for you is Dollar Bill. Yeah. Dollar because, <laughs> because you are in the investment club here at, uh, at JU oh, yeah. with me, so Dollar Bill is my favorite. Heck yeah. Um, so, and, and Lily, you don't really have many nicknames. You're Lily or Lilith. Yeah, Lilith. Lil, something to do with Lily. That's about it, Lil. <laughs> Lil. <laughs> Nothing like Billzilla yet, but... So, so you guys were featured in your interviews. What do you think of your interviews? You saw yourself on video. Like, uh, how did it feel to see yourself there? I personally always am like, oh no, what did I say? What did I do wrong? How do I look? But um, I thought it flowed pretty well. Like all the clips of each captain really fit in throughout what Ju is, and I think it was a very good video and pretty good interviews. I mean, I could probably do a little better with my speaking, but overall, I thought it was great and really speaks out of what our team is and how we are so together in what our program is, basically. Yeah, I think it's always a challenge, you know, speaking in front of a camera. For a lot of us, we're not super comfortable yet, but it was cool to see how, like, the similarities between all the things we were talking about the team um, and how it all was put together. Well, it's interesting you said that. Like, you're not used to being in front of a camera, and women's athletics has a great history, but no one's telling the story. Mm -mm. So... There's like pre-prescribed athletic department videos that are very mm -hmm. canned. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, we're trying to do something more like, uh, what is it really like to be a Division One athlete? What is mm -hmm. it like? What are the expectations? And that was, you know, the first episode was great expectations. Yeah. And that was one of the big questions that we asked. Mm -hmm. And we asked those questions back in January. It's now February 12th. Yeah. So where are the expectations now? Um, I mean, I think obviously now that season's starting, those expectations are even getting higher because the time is now to start actually grinding and putting all of our work to the test. Um, but I think we still have a super high expectation, um, especially for this season. And I think that our team is slowly, you know, working our way up to um, being able to reach that expectation. 
Yeah, I think it sets the bar from the fall. So we've got all the jitters out, the learning done. Now it's just like play, get out there, put everything you've learned out there and just go out with a clear head and all the freshmen really understand the systems and understanding what we do here at JU. So I think it just comes all to just wrapping it together and going out and winning every game like we should be and proceeding to make history if we can to go past the NCAA first round. So, so what's the difference between – if you look at this team, the team that you're playing on this year, what's the difference between this year and, say, 2017 or 2018? Those were both good years. Or, uh, you know, looking back, you guys weren't on the 2015 team, but that was a really good year, too. So what, what's the difference? Like, is there a difference between the 2019 installation of this team and the previous years that were all pretty good? I think so. I think every year um, freshmen come in and girls just get faster and faster. I mean, we saw on our like fall speed times, like people literally every time we come in are getting faster and faster than previous years. Um, and it really shows on the field. And I think our team this year, um, it's a younger team, but there's so much talent and like depth on our team, um, which is huge. Yeah, I think this year, like as we say, is the X Factor year. It's like the 10th year. And I think Every year, as Lily was saying, like they're so eager to learn and want to figure out how to be better and willing to break down film every step of the day, uh, whether they have class all day and practice and lift, they still want to come in and learn and look through what they've done wrong and to become better. People are willing to put in extra work after we already do conditioning. So I think it's just everyone really is eager to win and get that W this year. So... The, the X factor, year number 10, um, there's a couple phrases that we use um, to describe 10 figures of 10 growth. Like there's a phrase in business called 10X, and 10X is like that, that, that amazing time when a business just explodes to 10 times growth. And I think sometimes too often we look at teams kind of as, as limiting factors, like, well, this is the team that it is and this is what it will be. And I think that's such a like a bad way to look at life. It's almost like, well, I'm meant to be in the middle class, so I just will be in the middle class my entire life. Yeah. So like year 10 is interesting from that standpoint because it doesn't have to be just a continuation of 2018. It can be something totally different and unique. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just from the facility alone, I think that's shown like our team is like completely changed. Like the atmosphere, like the swagger we have, even from being in here, like yeah. we're just our attitudes are different. Um, our willingness to do things and I think it's huge and it's incredible to like be witnessing this like as a senior like coming in as a freshman like how much this program has changed and this year has definitely felt completely different than any other year that I've had. Yeah I think the growth is like the huge thing it's just from seeing you guys in the trailers like you guys always say to then going to the field house and we're all like so close together like nothing like close-knit family there and then we finally get this huge like awesome building that's like literally says like don't mess with us we're like yeah. we are swaggy we're badass kind yeah. of thing so it's like don't mess with ju dolphins baby mm-hmm. <laughs> so so something about the building right like i i walk to the dining hall sometimes i have a nice little meal plan that i use from time to time and i go get salads and whatnot because i'm trying to drop some lbs <laughs> but uh, uh and it's a good walk across campus it's such a beautiful spot but yeah. i walk past the original trailer <laughs> where my first office was. And really, my first office was sitting at the feet of my master, Mindy McCord. Right? So, like, I didn't even have a desk. There was a, like, a table in there. And there were three rolly chairs and Mindy's desk and stuff. 
And she had a nice, like, long, narrow office. So it was, like, maybe a little bit less wide than the office I have now, but longer. Yeah. So, like, I would hang out there, and, you know, I had nowhere to put my stuff. I kind of created space. Like, I kind of moved right in. Uh, but I remember things that would happen in that old trailer, like, animals would crawl into crawl spaces and die, and we'd, like, wonder what the smell was. And there was a raccoon that got stuck in the pipes. And, you know, it was, like, crazy. And then there would be, like, green slime, like, you know, mold uh, and moss. Yeah. Moss grow in Florida. Yes. Everything grows, uh, right? Uh -huh. And, um, you know, I had to laugh the other day. The, the, the poor guy was out here pressure washing the building. Uh -huh. And he's up, like, on the second story of the building pressure washing it. And I'm like, didn't you just pressure wash this building? Yeah. And he said, yeah, but it wasn't good enough. So I have to pressure wash the entire building again. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> There's a there's two guys pressure washing our building a second time around, yeah, yeah. even though it looked perfect before. And <laughs> I just walk by the trailer and it's covered in like moss. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we started. So like 10x is real. I gotta yeah. tell you. Oh yeah, it is. I definitely feel that way. So so Lily, I'm I'm looking at um, your stats. Lily Miller, number 35. She's a senior, and um, looking at like your your career stats. So your freshman year. You started off, you had, you had 30 points. Um, you ended up with 18 draws. Uh, you caused eight turnovers. Your sophomore year, 30 points. Uh, this time, 34 draws, double that. 34 ground balls, which was like almost three times as many as you had your freshman year. 21 caused turnovers. And then last year, 51 points, uh, 48 draws, and 16 caused turnovers. Again, averaging about 20 caused turnovers the last two years. So you can see like a trend there. Mm -hmm. And when you look at like some of the great midfielders that we've had, you know, Ashton graduated, Ashton Hiring graduated last year, one of the greatest midfielders in college across last year. But her numbers are almost the same. Did, did you know that? Like her freshman, sophomore, junior, her numbers were almost the same as yours have been? Um, I didn't know that until you obviously mentioned it to me. But it's obviously cool to see because sometimes – I try not to look at the numbers because it messes with my mind, but I did notice that I've had a trend of increasing. So last year when I saw that, I was like, from here on out, all of my numbers have to increase because I've done it before. I can do it again. Yeah. So uh, as a person, like, do you feel pressure because Aston's gone and you have to do it all now? Um, I wouldn't say pressure. I mean, like we said, like high expectations, and I know that's there, but I don't look at it as pressure because... I think that's kind of like a, not a negative way to look at it, but that not, maybe not a good mental standpoint to say that it's pressure, but it's definitely an expectation that I know that my team's um, holding me to and that I'm every day working towards. Um, so, and you don't feel pressure necessarily because you have help. It's not mm -hmm. like Ashton left and the cupboards are bare. Yeah. yeah, we have so many incredible new midfielders this year and ones that have um, grown from their previous years. Um, McKenna Rushford, obviously she's a new transfer. She is an incredible ball handler and um, finisher. Um, Casey has grown incredibly a lot from um, her previous years and she's really stepped up and I think you know having all these new freshman midfielders as well coming in, um, they all are so talented that it's honestly like we're like we didn't uh, leave off anywhere bad. We obviously um, have the talent to step in and um, do better than we have before in the midfield. Um, let me give you some creepy numbers. Okay, so in Ashton's first three years, 
22 points, 37 points, 48 points. In your first three years, 30, 30, 51. You have 111 points in your first three years. Ashton has 107 points in her first three years. And then Ashton went off last year for 98. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 98, is that like a number that you think maybe you could get to? I mean, I think so. I mean, I think that she obviously was an incredible um, midfielder, but I mean, that'd be sick to be able to do that. And I would love to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, she definitely was um, a different breed of midfielder. She was incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, that'd be really cool. But again, our midfield is so, um, we have so many midfielders that like, if it was spread out, it doesn't even matter how who gets the points because I think everyone's capable of numbers like that in our midfield this year. Mm -hmm. Also incredible, her shooting percentage her first three years was around 40%, and so is yours. Your shooting percentage is 38.2 in your first three years. Mm -hmm. The difference really was in her game was she was 47% her senior year shooting-wise, so mm -hmm. she just kind of did a better job with her shooting. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something yeah. you could do. Awesome. Well, very good. Well, and and Bill, you're you're no slouch either. You're the preseason <laughs> defensive player of the year. One of three, of course. It seems like uh, there were a lot of good players nominated, but you're one of three and unanimous first team uh, defensive selection this year after second team as a junior. So, what does that expectation feel like for you? Um, it really sets the bar high in that people believe in me and that I've grown from my freshman year to now, and it really is like encourages me and gives me more confidence to just be that swaggy player on the year and that there's so much to live up to and just to really show the people that I can live up to that aspect and that I'm going to work hard every day in practice to be the best player that I can be and then help others on my team. There's a lot of young players, so I want to set a good role model for them. Like Sturgill has become such a great player this year that when she's a senior, it's going to be unreal what she's going to bring for the team and how she can lead the team. So I think there's a lot to come and a lot to live up to. So looking at like your career, your freshman year was kind of like this missing season. Yeah. You know, two games played, no games started. That means, I mean, we sub a lot and you barely got in. Yeah. I mean, it's and and for someone that's athletic as you are, and that was a pretty good defense. We had, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of good uh talent on that defense. And we had some seniors too with uh Bauer and Ceceri and you know, it was almost like a whole group of older players. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, sophomore year 20 games played, so you played in every game. You've played in every single game since the start of your sophomore year. Yeah. So what's the difference between, you know, freshman year wipeout and sophomore and junior year contributing, and in both those years you were on the all-tournament team? Um, I think what set me apart from my freshman to those past two years, my sophomore and junior year, was I um, went through, like, a little bit of struggle where I wasn't able to dress out for the A-Sun um, Playoffs. And right. You didn't even, we didn't even dress you. We could only no. dress 32. Yes. We had like 36 players. Two were injured. Yeah. And we and we couldn't dress you or Olivia, Olivia Rossman. Rossman. Yeah. yeah. So then coach pulled yeah. me inside was like, listen, this is what's going to happen. She's like, you can either make a good thing out of this or become such a negative person and make the worst thing out of this. She was like, you can travel and support and encourage your teammates. Even though you won't be dressed out, you'll be in the stands. Or you can just stay at home, go home for the rest of the season and call it quits. And I was like, no, ma'am. Like, my parents are not raising me like that. I'm going to go and be positive and cheer my team on. And then after that, after they lost that um, in the playoff game, Hannah Wilcox, our captain, came up to me and was like, this is your summer to grind and work hard and become better than you ever were. And I really took that to heart and was like, 
I'm gonna work my butt off all summer and come back even in greater shape, ready to work and grind every day. So I came back and just with that positive mindset and turned it into a good thing and just from here on out, blossomed from that. And I remember that summer getting a phone call from uh, John Sung at Virginia <laughs> Tech. And John was like, hey, uh, one of your players is interested in uh, in potentially transferring. Tell me about Erica Beal. And I'm like, well, I mean, she didn't dress out for the conference tournament, so yeah. I don't know what she's going to do at Virginia Tech if she didn't dress out there. But I tell you that she's a really good athlete, and I really believe in her, but I don't, I don't know. She has to make that choice for herself. And and we, we contacted you after we got that uh, information, and we were like, hey, look, you know, you could be a really good player here, yeah, but – you won't be a good player anywhere unless you decide this is college sports is what I'm going to do. I'm going to dedicate myself. And you did. Yeah. Yeah. After I made that phone call with you guys in the summer with a conference call with Coach McCord and then my parents, it really was like eye-opening. And that she was like, pick three things that you love about the school and three things that you don't. And then I was like, X, Y, and Z. And then that year coming in sophomore year, I was like, I'm so happy I did not leave because I would regret every second of it. And Me too. From now on, like from here on out, I'm just so blessed and just like, just turned to something so negative into a positive and changed for myself. Well, and remember back then, there was no JLC. Yeah. You know, we were in a small, tight locker room. There was a lot of negativity on the team. It mm -hmm. was, you know, it, it wasn't the best circumstances. And the negativity, it's got to be shared from coaches and from players and yeah. from the school itself. And, you know, mm -hmm. it kind of contributes. Uh, but senior leadership was tough that year and yeah. very social oriented and you were, you're a social person. So yeah. as a freshman, it kind of was easy for you to go that route. Yeah. And I think that happens to some freshmen. You're one of the few freshmen that stuck with it though, and was able to do self accountability. Yeah. Tell, like you said, your parents raised you a certain way. Tell me about that. Tell us about like, how did your mom and dad like counsel you when the going got tough? They were just like, well, you really got to first talk to your coaches and figure out what you didn't and did like about the freshman season. And we didn't, like, if I were to ever be like, I want to quit, they would probably be like, ah, like, is that really what you want? Like, they would really support me for anything I wanted to do, but I wasn't going to be that person that would quit or give up. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to retry this and listen to my parents. And my mom and dad were like, that's a great school for you. And you picked it for a reason. And you really need to come back to why you picked that school. And just learn from that and grow from it. So I really took that to heart. And then I really listened to Coach McCord and um, Coach Paul in that summer and explained what I did and didn't like about the coaching. And now I'm like, I'm so happy I never left. Well, pretty amazing story when, when you really look back at it all. Mm -hmm. um, your your journey is, is uh, I think, one of the more uh, incredible journeys that, uh, that we've had a player go on. And it's something that, uh, you know, I talk about a lot, yeah, and it's it's kind of like that role model for a player just like you. Um, here, here's something that I, I like to point out: um, in the postseason, you've got six games in the postseason in your career, seven caused turnovers. So seven. So you're averaging you average more caused turnovers in the postseason than you do in the regular season, <laughs> like by a lot. <laughs> so I think I think that's kind of tells me tells people all you need to know. That, you know, I have a phrase like uh, big players step up in big games. Yeah. And you tend to do that. Now, I think, you know, preseason defensive player of the year, it's kind of like every game's a big game for yeah, the preseason yeah. defensive player of the year. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. just sets the bar higher. Yeah. So, uh, well, awesome. Well, 
it's really amazing talking to you guys today. Let me let me let me finish today. We have some upcoming episodes where we're going to your house and we're we're stalking yeah. you on your bikes oh, yeah. and stuff. Now that stuff doesn't really happen, right? We staged all that. Right? Yeah, you guys oh, yeah. don't really ride bikes. And well, go to the beach. You know? No, no, we go to the beach and ride bikes. We usually don't get video recorded, but <laughs> we like anytime on the weekend. Like the past couple of days have been so warm and sunny. Like it's like you go from laying on the beach to the next day. It'll probably be like sixty degrees and cloudy, but. Any chance we can get when it's nice out on the weekends, especially when we don't have lacrosse mm -hmm. or after we finished a long day of lacrosse in the morning, we like to just go ride our bikes to Starbucks and get some coffee and just like kind of let loose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously during the week, it's not realistic because yeah. we're at school probably from like nine to six or yeah, so. Six. But um, yeah, weekends, always, that's all we do. We go to the beach yeah. after practice, <laughs> ride our bikes. Um, but yeah, the weekends are where our relaxation makes Yeah, happen. and we don't have classes on Fridays, so it's oh, like, yeah, why don't we just go take a nice bike ride in the yeah. morning, and then we have practice in the afternoon, so. And I don't want to spoil episode two, because that's where we really have a lot of the footage, but mm -hmm. Jeannie, no beach cruiser. Yeah. No, she she does regret that, because she had a skateboard, and I, we always wanted to ride around with her instead of just like walking next to her when she was riding, so we got the bikes, but now I think she has a little regret not yeah. getting one with us. Lily found a good deal on like a yeah. Facebook market, Facebook where it was like two bikes for like 120 and we yeah. were like, that is a steal. So yeah. Lily's like, you want to go in on it? And I was like, heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've accumulated so many beach cruisers. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean... People that have just dumped them on me when they move, and now yeah. I've got to dump a couple too. Yeah. So maybe a genie can get one. Yeah, from me yeah. When there move. we go. There you go. I've, got, I've got like someone gave me a bike. Yeah. And now we're gonna move to uh, a new house, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, not far from the beach, yeah. but and we'll bike in there. But I don't know if I need five beach cruisers yeah. for the new house. I probably could get away with like two or three. Yeah. yeah. You guys do have a lot of bikes in your garage. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's seen our garage, we yeah. got a lot of everything in there. Yeah. And so the new the new house has a three car garage, and above the Ooh, three car garage, cool. there's an attic with a thousand square foot of storage space. Yeah, so, that's nice. Uh, yeah, we will Hi, have everything away. Right, we will have the most open garage space with foldable ping pong tables that we can pull out. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. That's I awesome. can't wait. Can't wait for the space. You know, yeah. I feel like uh, we're ready to move. But uh, you guys found. How did you find your beach house? Like, how did you move in there? What was that process? Like? Um. It was like a like one of the online um, yeah like realtor sites Zillow yeah or our parents like really helped us because we yeah. would look we used to like drive down all the streets and be like oh, man we still can't find one yeah. and our parents really would like we all were in a group chat together and then they finally found that one and my mom's mm -hmm. like all right we gotta go look at it today or mm -hmm. it's gonna be gone because the beach houses go quick down here like once one's open they're gone just like yeah. that so we were yeah like, the landlord was super cool yeah um, he always sends us texts on game days and like. Like that he's yeah. really nice we call so. him like uncle skip yeah like, we we're call really him uncle close skip. um but yeah it was a perfect fit honestly yeah well and and lily you kind of have like an interesting way there's like a there's like a hole in the i, I don't know how oh yeah it, my, it's like yeah, a but, cave yeah it's like a cave I live, like in the kitchen underneath um, yeah it's like a little basement <laughs> a little dungeon a little dungeon but well that's nice. that's far out i i think uh one thing that uh, people don't know about you guys is how well you do in school so, that is true. Yeah. you know, what are your majors and what do you want to do when you graduate? No. I am a um, sports <laughs> business major and then I'm minor in management. So I kind of, it's a very range area I can go into, but preferably the sports because I just love being around sports and being around like the very competitive aspects. So hopefully find something to do with the NFL or a big league company kind of thing. So 
Yeah, my major is business administration and I have a minor in marketing. Um, so hopefully I can find a job in the business world that is specifically with marketing. Um, the more I talk about it with certain career people, um, sports too is a passion of mine and they're like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to stray away from like sports eventually in my life, but that actually is my passion. So yeah. I'm like, why am I straying away? Exactly. So hopefully to go into something with um, sports because that is what I have a passion for. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, uh, Lily, what was your best game? What's your best game that you feel like you've had in your career? Best game? Number um, one? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel like Colorado last year I had a good game, mm -hmm. probably later in the game. Mm -hmm. Probably needed to happen sooner. But that and I always remember every time I play Furman, I feel like I have a decent game. I always remember those games because me and Ashton would yep. just always like just go off in those Furman games. I don't know why, but I have a vivid memory of always doing well in those. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, looks like uh, you had a season high four points against Furman your, mm -hmm. your freshman year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, last year, I think in the first half, you had like six points or something crazy. Yeah. Um, just kind of like coming out and opening mm -hmm. it up there. Mm -hmm. So so yeah so it looks like you have that star power the firepower that mm -hmm. uh, that uh, the team is uh, is looking for and, uh, one of the these these guys uh, talking with Erica Beal and wrapping up with uh, Lily Miller they're uh, players on the team that are seniors that are very much looked up to by their their freshman teammates and really glad that they could join us today on Inside the Podcast looking at episode one and uh, we're looking forward to seeing them more in episode two and I think. Yes. Uh, I think fans will really enjoy seeing them uh, in their creature comforts yeah. uh, as, as the season goes on. Yeah. So thanks for joining us, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap on Inside the Podcast, looking at episode one. We're really glad that you were able to check us out here and make sure to subscribe to our inside the podcast wherever you can it's available on many outlets um, mostly right now on soundcloud as we get started but you'll also be able to see it on lacrosse all-stars network laxallstars.com and other uh, available outlets please follow inside the pod on our youtube channel inside the pod and you can track us with the hashtag inside the pod all one word on any social media platform, uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram, uh, as well as Twitter. And we look forward to continuing our work in the season, and we're excited to continue to support the growth of the women's game as we grow, and uh, we're hoping for more coverage uh, on television this year uh, and as the game continues to evolve. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, until next time, uh, have the happiest of Lax Life. Bye-bye.